nothing makes my heart sing more is when somebody comes up to me and says, hey, Miss Jen, how are you? They know me as East Bluff Community Center. Mic check, mic check. What's going on? Welcome into another episode of the KZ Community Beats. It's I, your host, Ross Martinez. In the hot seat this week, directly from the East Bluff Community Center, is the new executive director, Jenny Wynn. Good morning. How are you? Spelled wine. Yeah, it is spelled wine. With an extra N. With an extra N. Because you need a couple bottles after a long day. Well, after a long day at that East Love Community Center, I might need a little wine. But yeah. So you are brand new. Like, what, a couple months? I was one month on the 22nd of June. So I've been at the community center one month, loving every single day of it. Are you uh, born and raised Peorian? Um, I'm actually from a little town around Champaign, between okay. Champaign and Decatur, Illinois. It's called BMET. No one knows. Never heard of it. 1,800 people. Um, I actually, this is a great story. I am having my 30th class reunion at the end of July, which 30? I will be out of school 30 years. How's that feel? Old. <laughs> Very old. Do you have the lower back pain? No, I got all sorts of pain. <laughs> They're everywhere. I'm getting old. I can tell. So. so let's talk about the East Bluff Community Center because I'm from Chicago originally. I've done one or two events there from the station, but I always hear it has a lot of history. There's oh. a lot of, uh, tied to the community. It's like the community well-known it is. center. The uh, center. It's, it's become the East Bluff Community Center about eight years ago. Jim Combs took care of all that, brought it to where it is today. Carrie Jones, our executive director prior, was there two years, did a bang-up job. She's got everything in place, and now she went for another opportunity, and now I've kind of taken the reins, and all I have is up success if I have the right people and do the right things. Got a lot of gumption. I do have a lot of gumption. It's going to be good. So, so how does it feel having this new role now? Have you settled in yet? Is it still kind of like, it's still kind of it's, settling? It's settling and it's still kind of new. I love every single minute of it. I met tons of people in the community, lots of kids. Kids are always in and out or playing in our parking lot. So I know a bunch of the kids now, and that makes me happy. They'll come over and give me a, hey, Miss Jen, what's going on? So there's a group of them that are always there, and they've just become my kind of, like, gang. They help clean up. They do everything around. They live, like, across the street from the center. They're right there with you. It's great. And, so, they're, and they're so they're so wanting to help. Hey, Miss Jen, can I do anything? Can I do anything? So they have accepted the community center as our little gym. We just need more people to, to understand that we're here. We're in the community. We're the old St. Bernard's school, and that's a big draw. For the Catholic community, all we everybody wants to see is where we went to school, how it was. Oh. So it's really good to still be tied with St. Bernard and take that building. It's a 100-year-old building, so 100-year-old problem. Yeah. But we have kind of taken it and... We just need to care for it a little bit, and we're going to make it great. And throughout the years, you've had so many different programs, but now what type of programs come out of the East Bluff Community Center? So we have a bunch of programs. Right now, we're working with, we have a summer basketball program. It's all free. So the kids signed up. It's third grade through eighth grade. We have games on Saturday, all volunteer people that do that. Um, the men in empowerment, Trey Thompson, he comes in and does some, some really good things with the older kids. He's there to mentor and just kind of, if kids have something up, talk to him about it. He's really easy to talk to. And I think that's part of that program that makes it so 
it's faith-based and they pray and it's it's just it's those kids are there if it starts at nine everybody's at the door at 805. They're early. They're so early and I can't let them in because we're still trying to get everything taken care of but they want to be there they stay the whole time through the games we have great we have really good participation from our parents especially the younger games they're all about their kids so you know it's just huge screams and fun and it just it it makes the whole center just vibrant when we have people People in there yelling and screaming yeah. and having fun and not only that after the basketball program is over we go ahead and feed all those kids before they leave so when you get there you play basketball then you get a free lunch a full free lunch before you walk out the door just giving just giving and that's part of our basketball program from our grant so so what attracted you to come out to the East Bluff Community Center I am all about helping people and I was at a convent, which I loved every single minute. Yeah, of we did talk about yeah, that. All the so my last job was at a convent. <laughs> now I'm at the East Bluff Community Center. Um, my dad passed away in December and my brother had passed away five years, almost five years before that. Something hit my mind that said, I need to serve and I need to serve more. Like you felt that in your spirit? I felt it in my heart that this was supposed to happen. So out of the blue, our board president, uh, Tim Cunningham just just sent me an email out of the blue really and it said out of the blue and so I open it and it's him and if you know Tim Cunningham he's the best uh, PR for the community center he's been with them forever and he can talk you into a lot of things <laughs> <laughs> so after visiting, he's a good griffin, he, right? he is. He is. So after visiting with him for probably, I would say, four hours total on on multiple phone calls, in my heart, I thought it's time. It's time for me to do something. I was helping gr these great twenty six women, but I feel like I can help so many more people, and that's just my mission in life now is to help people and to make this center a premier center in the East Bluff. No one else has this. The, the, people are coming now because they know it's a safe place to be. There's resources. We have a food bank. We have a bunch of stuff for kids. So there's always something going on at the center, and hmm. that's what I'm the most proud of. Now, how has the center built that reputation of being a safe space? Well, and that's the thing. It's just, it's more people coming in. It's more people talking when, uh, as our food pantry is a good, as a good, I would say, we have over 80 or 85 families per week that go through that food pantry. So the, my thing is, the important thing is I help with food pantry, plus I help with basketball. So Saturdays, I'm kind of all over the place, yeah. just a running. But to talk to people in the community, see what's going on, if they're having problems, if something is wrong, then to get that out. And then all those community people talking amongst themselves, that's what we need. Because if community all stays together and it's a family sort, then violence isn't gonna be there because everybody's looking out for everybody and that's what i want that east bluff to be it's beautiful when you think about it i mean we can't be blind to it mm -hmm. peoria currently has a major violence problem so how do you you at the east bluff community center provide that type of safety for people is it just by building the community it's just it's building the community making sure people know hey if there was a shooting somewhere we need to know so we can alert the community and that's something that we do on our Facebook page or stuff like that if we know about it oh. the thing about it is is what my goal is to have our youth program will be coming back in August we're taking a pause right now just kind of revamping it before we come back but if we can have a program where I can get those kids to come over at our place after school and stay through youth club I feel like that's a safe space for them they can read they could do art they it's just a creative 
a creative vibe that we want for the kids to come be safe get your homework done there you know someone will be there to help you we we're thinking about bringing tutors in it's a mm. really big youth program that is gonna it's gonna be vibrant for the community and it's free it's just free. telling people this is an area where our kids can be kids. And I want those kids to, to be together. And like, I, I can see it. I can see the group of kids that want to be there and they're always there and they just love it. I mean, sometimes they just, if youth groups at five, we have kids there at three and we're like, okay, you can't come in until five because we don't really have the staffing to do So that. they come like right from school then? They try to come right from school. And if, if I, if we can do that that way, that's what, that's my goal is to have those kids be able to come in from three to five and just be in our center upstairs. If you want to get your homework done, if you want to uh, play games, if you wanted to do something like that from three to five, and then our youth program starts at five and then from five to seven, then we do things like STEM programming. Uh, we have a gaming huh. center. We have all sorts of things that they can do that will be programmed around STEM, but it's all fun. It's so like your 360 wrapped around. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, that's really what it is. We are, oh, there. our lights are on every single day of the week. Because so I don't think people week. understand that I was raised in a neighborhood where, you know, it wasn't funded well. You didn't have that many community outreach programs. Mm -hmm. So whenever you found an area that was safe, you would run to it immediately. Exactly. Or like, you know, my mom would put us in baseball programs, exactly. t-ball, whatever. And that's exactly what so, we have. That's like, what we wanted. That's my goal. That is my goal. We are a little hidden gem in Peoria. I don't think very many people know about the East Bluff Community Center. Really? Because I heard about them immediately. Well, that's great, and I hope so, but when I started this job, I knew not one thing about it. Not really? one. Not one. And what, what, what was the big selling aspect of it to you? It's just about helping people. And it, I am a big kid person. I love all kids. So if I can get those kids in doing homework, learning things, instead of just running around. I mean, I'm important to play or do everything. But to get them in a program where they know they can come after school and their parents know, hey, you know what? They're at the East Bluff Community Center for this and this and this. So they're not worried because we have staff on that are helping taking care of that. So you mentioned how, after the passing of the of your brother and your father, mm -hmm. respectfully, how you felt the calling. Has that always kind of been in you, um, or was it instilled upon you, or just like something clicked in that moment? Like, no, it's time to give back. Yeah, totally. I grew up. My my grandmother, my nan, was the most influential person in my life. She gave to the community. She's literally for. 20-some years, she would go to the nursing home every Tuesday and every Thursday. She would have candy, apples, oranges, everything. <laughs> she would give those to all those people in the nursing home on Tuesdays and Thursdays every single week until she finally got sick. She did that for over 20 years. And I watched her give back and to see those faces because she would go into the nursing homes. And these women and men would just cry because no one was coming to visit them. Yeah, you're showing a little humanity. Exactly. And if it's uh -huh. just a piece of candy is all she gave, but look at what she did with a piece of candy. But it's a scheduled piece of candy, it's something schedule, to look forward and to. And that's what those people did. They knew Margie Pope would be there these days at this time. So that's what you pride yourself on now. That's what I pride myself on. So huh. all from everything that I've done, the Civic Center was an awesome job. We had so many great people. We just, we had the best time there. And I knew then that it was time for me to do something else. When I went to the Sisters, I literally had an eye-opening experience about humility and kindness and goodness. Those women instill all of those. And they instilled those in me. Hmm. And I think that that prepared me to make this jump to the East Bluff community. Isn't it kind of, um, 
it's awing in a way when you look it back is. at your steps in life and you're like, wait, I had to go through this to get to there, to get to there. And yeah. here is where I am now. Yeah. And I also think people need to know that if they're having it, you know, if they're having such a rough time or something, you're, you're mad at your boss about something or it always comes 360. It when does. <laughs> you, do you know what I mean? When you yeah. see somebody and then you're like, you've done the same thing your boss did and went. Ooh, I just turned into a boss. You know what I mean? I had, I had that like a week ago. Yeah. Where uh, my boss, Scott Wheeler, he said something, did something, and then immediately I turned around and said, did the same exact thing to somebody else. And he looked at me, he's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, damn it. I know. It's exactly. <laughs> Who have I become? <laughs> I know. It's scary a little bit because you're just like, you know, you being in your mid-20s and something and you don't really like your boss or why am I doing this? This is stupid. Well, it comes back. Yeah. So that is why I just always feel like, again, working with the sisters made made me realize how important older people are to your future. They tell you things and give you advice that maybe they've already had. And I know some people just always say, oh, well, whatever, you know. I took those things to heart, and it really molded and shaped me into a different person. I get, I don't care about the things I used to care about. When oh. I in, in early 20s or 30s, I don't care about things like that, like uh, cars and uh, what I, you know, the I, aesthetics it, of life. Yeah, it's everything is expendable. And these people that we see daily, they're just scraping by. Because when you think about it, like it goes along with your process where you were at the Civic Center, you're talking about music ads, mm-hmm. entertainment acts, entertainment. that's money. Mm-hmm. Then you go completely 180 to hanging out with a bunch of nuns, yep. Yep. <laughs> praising Jesus. Praising the Lord. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, that. here's the Doobie Brothers, and then here's the nuns. Exactly. <laughs> and that's where I was. And then from that change, you're like, Oh, let me go head up a community center. I think so, too. And try to just improve the situation around life. Exactly. In this past month that you've been there, what are some moments that has really put a big smile and a big old swell in your heart? Like, oh, I really love this is where I'm supposed to be. Saturdays. When I come in on Saturdays is the best day at the community center. Hmm. I come in. I help with food pantry. So I get to know all those people. I want to know you. I want to know why you're coming through food bank. I want to know, um, do you need anything that we don't have? We can maybe find a, a, something for you. So it's really a one-on-one with that. And then you go from food pantry, which is on one side, and then you go to basketball where the kids are having the absolute best time playing. And when the games are over, nobody's really mad. It's just it, it's just pure joy. It's pure joy watching those kids run up and down, and they're shooting half-court shots, which they shouldn't be. But you know what? Bless their heart. All of our coaches are volunteer. They're amazing people, and they get in. You know, they, they see those kids twice a week, so you get in for practice, and you have a practice, and you have a game. You get to know that person, and those people, if those coaches keep coming back, then it's just another circle around or yeah. another face that you know is going to be at the East West community. I mean, consistency is it, key. That is our key consistency it's just always showing up telling them where you're going to be and be there and be there and i think that's i mean it speaks facts and volumes to the the community you build because you're there exactly you're there for them we like you said there. you're there open every day uh we our offices are closed on fridays to give us a little bit of breather room and then uh saturdays we're always there because i am always there because we have food pantry every four weeks we have every if there's a fifth week those ladies get to take it a weekend off and it's the only time but there's three ladies i mean the whole the whole pantry is like a it's like an extended family 
They know what they're doing. I really wasn't really part of the pantry until I butted in. I started the pantry before I even started the job. Really? Mm -hmm. I thought that's one of my hearts. That's, again, back to my grandmother. She was a cooker, and she just would make food for everyone and just give it away. Also, the pantry thing is brand new. Well, the pantry's been there for probably, I would say, since 15, maybe. So we've always had the pantry. It's just now expanded. More people are knowing our centers here. More people are understanding what they do. And our pantry is different than probably every and every other pantry in the, in the city. If you come in between 8.30 and 12 for our pantry on Saturday morning, you can come in, you get a free hot breakfast with your family. If, I don't care if you bring 10 people, there is a free hot breakfast that, the, uh, that we have volunteers that come in and make from until 10 o'clock. So you can get bacon, eggs, and pancakes throughout the day. It takes a little bit because we have a lot of people, but all our people are really patient and they wait. They can bring their kids in. So after that, you come in and then you get to shop the, we have we have a lot of uh, racks and things. So you get to personally shop our pantry hallway. Then you stand, then you get a bag of staples, which has toilet paper, cereal, uh, paper towels, peanut butter, all that stuff that your staples, corn, beans, fruit cocktail. So you get that every week. Plus you get a meat and a dessert before you walk out. How are you doing this all with the community center? <laughs> this because is a lot. my pantry ladies are the bomb. Yeah. They go all over. They, they go to Kroger's. They go to Midwest Food. I mean, they're everywhere. Let's shout them out. Food. What's their names? Oh, huh. Will Lucas, number one, and Cheryl Williams, number two. They're the best, too. And they go out on their personal time and use their personal vehicles to find all this food for the following week. Really? Really. So they work nonstop. Nonstop. Huh. They're there all the time. And everyone knows them. Everyone knows Willa in the community because she's right there. She's the best lady I've ever seen in my life. But she will get a truck. We, will, we have a truck on Saturday that comes from, I think, Peoria Area Food Bank, I believe. And then they come every Saturday with a little bit of produce, but everything's kind of winding down because the food, how, I, how do I say this? The, there's not enough food for all the people that we have. So you can come, if you are a resident or anyone in Peoria with an ID, you can come in twice a month and you get these staples to use uh, sparingly. Now mm -hmm. our food has become so short. Our pantries just become short and we're not getting donations like we usually do. So now we've had to move pantry to once a month, which means you can only come through our pantry once a month. Damn. And that's hard for people that, you know, I feel like people get, they get paid and then they come and get the staples that they need from us and then they can go out and get other, get other groceries when needed. We try to just give them staples where they can get through the week. But, you know, it's really hard to tell a bunch of people, hey, you know what, we've been serving you twice a month for this many months, but now we're going to have to go back to once a month because our food is low. We are, by the time noon comes, we are bare on shelves. Really? And it's those that ladies much? can do everything and make it so next week we have everything we need. So is it due to the food shortage or due to the economy? I, I believe it's on. the economy. I believe that a lot of people aren't getting um, as much uh, food stamps and, as they got before. And I think that they're struggling and they need our pantry to, to just survive. To survive mm -hmm. that week. If you, I mean, if you have kids in your house and they're home for the summer... You're going to have a food bill. Yeah, they're snacking all day. They're snacking all day and then saying they're bored. But, yeah. Man, 
it's one thing to have the passion and drive to do the job on your own and fulfill that position and and walk in your light in other words mm-hmm. it's another thing to see other individuals pouring their own personal time into the organization itself so how does it feel having you said willow Will, willa 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 lucas, willa lucas and, um, and cheryl williams Cher- so you have two people right there and i'm sure there's other people there's other people other... too wander epperly has been the best she's there every week two people always know her and she's a pantry jumper so she comes to our pantry and she also does um, sophia's kitchen as well so she sees everything she sees what's going on at Sophia's kitchen and saying, okay, well, this is going on. So now what we've provided our, our, all of our clients that come through the pantry with a list of where, you know, if we can't be here, here's other, other places in Peoria that have a food pantry. And there's quite a few of them. So we want them to be aware with, you can't use us, then make sure you go to these other pantries. So building the network of building giving. the network is huge. Cause I, when I first started this podcast, I always heard the term that people operate in silos. That You're the, right. And I was wondering if throughout the year it's kind of it's become more unified or is it still kind of people do their own thing? And I feel like right now with us, like, are you talking donation wise or giving? Or no, just like how or? people do their own thing in their own silos and they don't try to cross like, hey, go over there if you need something. Right. If we don't I believe have it. that, too. We're center, centrally located. And I think and you know what? This is a this is a big challenge for us. And I think people that. um that don't need the food pantry should be aware of this situation. A lot of our people do not have transportation. So they're bringing suitcases and duffel bags so they can get their stuff into a bag back on the bus. So my point is, I, I think a regular person knows, or I shouldn't say regular, I know that people know that you can go to Walmart and get all their groceries. It's a pain in the tail to put them all in the trunk and then go home. Try to get on a bus with all that. There's this whole economical class that's kind of come up in the last 10 years, I think it is, maybe 10, 15 ish. But the uh, working poor class or you're just getting check to check. You don't have time for luxuries and streaming video games, all this extra luxuries that life has. Like a car is a luxury. You bet. Being able to put food on your table shouldn't be. And I think that's where there's a big gap of knowledge that this community may may lack of where you have people that aren't functioning poor are just you know they have the cars they have ex- it's, it's excess amount I mean, of food expect, oh it's fine there's no you know you don't even put it in your head mm-hmm. until you're in that position and there's so many people that i have met just in the month by being out in the community and talking to different people and i i've i've interacted with people that are teared up and said to me hey you know when i first got to peoria i used your food bank and I feel almost like they were upset about it. And I, this person I grabbed and I hugged him and I said, this is why we're here. This is why we're here. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That person following week brought a whole bunch of green beans. And gave yes. to us. So it's not, that's this, that's what I'm going for. If you need our pantry, you use it a hundred percent. But if you don't need to use it anymore, if you want to give back, it's a full circle. You're helping someone else out. And it's the circle that makes the world go round. You're the foundation to keep the community going. Right. And I feel, I, I really feel that that little place is so vibrant and I, it just, I just want it to glow. I just want it to always be happy and fun. I would just, maybe it, my personality might take it into a different because I just, 
I just want to have fun. I want to help people. I want them to be happy. I just want, I, you know, people are coming in and they're having, you know, heat. We have heating assistance in our building. That is the office, the heating and assistance. They come in for us and they're upset and they can't, you know, maybe that they can't take any more applications. Well, they come into our office to talk to us and we'll talk them through and we'll say, hey, why don't you try this? So we have the resources there and the people and the knowledge that knows. If you come in, we're going to try to help you as much as we can. So what's the fire behind this passion? Like, what's the match that got this going? Like, for real. I mean, you, you talked about your grandma. You talked about yeah, your father. I mean, my family your brother. is super important to me. And we grew up, we were just a little baby family. There was only me and my brother. And my mom's still here. And so it's just me and my mom. And so uh, my grandma, my uncle had just kind of passed away, too. It was a big pass away year for me. So oh, this past year this, was rough, my, huh? Yeah. My dad died on the 7th. And then my uncle died on the 29th of December. Out of, I mean just it was boom boom so we've had to sell my grandma's house and do a bunch of stuff and it really hit me that my entire childhood was going away it wasn't mine anymore oh yeah because, like my grandma's house was being sold and they're taking everything out of it and that was my childhood every minute of my childhood was at that house and so it kind of hit me like how great did i have it growing up I, somebody was always there to support me Someone was always there to support me. And I thank God every day for my family about that. So if people don't, I mean, if kids or young adults or older adults don't have anyone to support them, we want to be that place where you can come and we'll support you. Yeah. We will try to do our best to get you where you are. I think a lot of people in Peoria that have uh, housing problems or food insecurities or anything like that are just stuck sometimes. They really don't know where, where to go to get help. So we try to get as many resources as we can together, these good partnerships where we can give out, hey, go to this place. Hey, this place is going to take care of you. Let me call over there and see if they can take you. So my goal is to work with the community, the nonprofits, or the, or the city of Peoria to get people help that they need right away. <laughs> So it's like it's you're a great dream and you know I, I wouldn't say a dream. I think it's it's a it's, it's an a amazing passion. passion to have exactly because a, a dream a goal means it's there and then yeah. once you get to it it's it's over. Right. But mm -hmm. the way you're speaking, the way your body language is, you're very animated. You're very charismatic. Very, very. Yeah, I, I could tell. Like I'm a body, I'm a body language nerd. Yeah, exactly. So I could tell. When you're talking about this, your eyes light up, mm -hmm. your body language comes out, your chest out like, ah, listen to me. I'm talking about what I love. And I'm super excited. And that, you know, everything, and it's going to take time. I get it. And you know what? Uh, patience, patience is a virtue. And that's my <laughs> thing. And I have to say that a lot because yeah. I'm thinking, oh, I should do that. So. So tell me if I'm off with this, but I don't feel like you would get burnt out by the amount of work. I feel like you would get burnt out not seeing goals and objectives hit. You're exactly right. So how do you prevent yourself from like, I want this, but how do I get there? Right. Well, and that's the, that's the challenge for me too, is to kind of step back and look at my, the vision that I have for the community center and just say baby steps. Babies. Little by little. Little by little. You know, we we're we're just working really hard. And I think that, you know, if people in the community wanted to come out and check out our center, cool. I mean, I, I would love people to stop by. Just see what we're about. 
I mean, not only do you provide those those fundamental aspects of you know providing uh, the youth development programs, you have uh, the food pantry. We have a senior social every um, every month, and we don't have it this month, but next month we'll start it up again. Those senior socials are booked. We have seniors come in, we provide them a meal, and also then we have people to come in and talk. Some is uh, it bingo night? Because I'm down. I love bingo. Don't don't play with me. You I, know what? I love, Let me tell you something. I'll host the bingo night. It's <laughs> funny that you say that because uh, not to shamelessly promote, but my husband just took a new job and it's nonprofit gaming. Are you serious? I'm serious. He just it was so funny that this year both of us left our jobs. Huh. We have two kids. I mean, I have, we have we have one at Bradley and one at uh, junior at Washington High School this year. We both quit our jobs at the same time. He didn't know really where he was going to go. I knew I was going to the community center. This job pops up. He absolutely loves it. Did you both go through like existential crisis or something? No, we, we, we did pretty well. It was really? great. He was just home too much. And he wasn't You're like, doing get my, out. Yeah, he wasn't doing my laundry and my house usually clean when I come home. So I was just like, hey. It's a step in the yeah, let's go. Yeah, exactly. But he went into that and he has been fulfilled in so many different ways, seeing these programs work, what he's doing nonprofit and making these nonprofit people money. Huh. It's unbelievable. So we're like the nonprofit team. How's that feel? It's great. Like 10 years ago, did you, did you oh, think this no. is where you would be in Ten your life? 10 years ago, I was still at the Civic Center thinking I would stay there probably the rest of my life. Uh, my husband was working. He was selling teeth, dental oh, teeth. Oh, yeah, like, uh, yeah, like Oh, the prosthetics and all yeah, that? Yeah, he was ah. selling that. Um, Veneers. Yeah, that's what he was ah. doing. So he was selling that. He left that job and then went to selling uh, contact lenses. And it was, how should I say it? He had a great salary, but hated every single He wasn't fulfilled. He wasn't. And you know what? We both took a big step back, looked at what we were doing in our careers, and both made a change. And we're so, both of us unbelievable happy of what we're doing right now have you had that conversation with your kids yet like hey yeah and it's a big thing with us with our kids they volunteer Mm. quite a bit because i'm i don't make them i encourage them to volunteer (laughs) you strongly advise i strongly advise for them to volunteer but you know what that's how it begins because i remember when i first um I used to be an altar boy, oh, read, yeah. teach Sunday school, coach Little League. I'm a part of Big Brothers, Big Sisters. I give a lot to the community. But when I was a youngster just trying to figure out my own thing, you it wasn't cool. I was like, no, nah, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to do that. But my mom would force No, we're doing, uh, was it every Wednesday was uh, where you would pack the food and then give it to, uh, I think, oh, I forgot the name of it. But there's a name where you would order your groceries. Or something like that. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. But I, every Wednesday, my mom forced me to go there. And then here I am giving time to Big Brothers, Big Sisters. And you got a good telling mama. You, y'all, you yeah. got a good mama right She's there. a strong-willed mom. I'll tell you that. That's what I'm telling. And my boys will tell you the same thing. Because I'm really important about giving back. And when I tell my kids, and if any kids or any parents are listening or talking, when you get your kids involved with things like this, they'll remember it. Yeah. And the thing about it is, is my kids do a lot of like helping with basketball camps or things like that. And to watch my youngest son and my oldest son interact with kids is amazing. 
not a lot of, I mean, to be honest, there's not a lot of, of 19 and 16 year old kids that they just kind of, hey kid or whatever. They're really bending down and looking those kids in the eye. And those kids are looking back thinking they're giving me the one-on-one -on -one time. Yeah. That might be the only one-on-one -on -one time you get. Yeah. But they're making an impact just standing there talking to those kids. You do, because I, I coached Little League Baseball back in Chicago before I was in. I've been radio for like 15 years. So about 15 years ago, I was coaching a Little League team. I remember this kid, Chris, never pitched a lick. By the end of the season, he was my starter. He was my go-to guy. And I ran into him maybe like six, eight years later. And I was in radio, and I was at the store. He's like, Coach Martinez. I turned around, I was like, Yo, who's this grown man? <laughs> and, he, and he just ran there. He's like, hey, thanks for doing this. Thanks for doing that. Like, I still remember you. Thank you. And I'm like, oh, shit, I made that much of an impact. Exactly. And what does that do to your heart? Oh, I cried. Exactly. Not in front of him because you know how to man oh, it up. Yeah. Right? You got to man up. You got to man up. It's all easy. But my point is, is goodness and great goodness and gratitude are infectious. They are. When you no, have a good personality in the room right. that wants to actually and give back, you can help. tell. And then you see, when some when you do something for someone and they're giving you gratitude back, there is no bigger endorphin I've ever had. It makes yeah. me feel that good to someone to say, hey, Jen, you know what? This really helped me. That's why I'm here. I love coming across... I call them spirits, like spirits of people that just you come across and you can tell they just have a very natural giving personality that's Absolutely. very organic. They're not doing it for X, Y, Z. It's just they're doing it because like for me, I love spreading laughter. I love it. That's my give back. Exactly. If I can make you think one last second about your shitty ass day because I made you laugh, that's, that's my goal. And if you did that, look how many people you've probably done that for. And you don't even know. Oh, no. I, as I'm getting older, more people will come out. Isn't and as right? I post accomplishments here and there, they're like, well, this is how we know you, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, I always had a lot of anxiety. People knew me for different things. Right? <laughs> yeah. Funny story. Uh, two weeks ago, we were on the front page of the Journal Star for a feature article for a grant that we received. And so they came out, took a bunch of pictures, and I thought... I just didn't want to be in the paper and I wasn't which was awesome so but I had a quote on the front page and I sent it to my mother and I wrote to this and I, I know she just sent back just just this stupid emoji but I get it and it said who knew I would ever be on the front page of the Peoria Journal Star for something good <laughs> <laughs> I might be in the police blotter but I wasn't so I was so proud of myself you know why because you spent time with nuns, you got reformed. That's exactly right. <laughs> I am reformed. It's great. Yay for reforming. Yay, it's all good. It's all good. But, I mean, it's, you know, if you look 10 years in the past, you're like, this is how life has taken me. Exactly. And I know, and, you know, sometimes life's super hard. I think we all go through it. And, well, you know. I mean, looking at your forearm, life is hard. Yeah. And, but, you know what? You've got, and I know everybody does their own thing, but this might be. The, I feel like if something terrible happens, turn that into something good. Which you are right now. Yeah. And I'm trying real, real hard. Yeah. Yeah. You do have a natural, really nice smile about like, oh, I'm passionate about what I'm doing. That's yeah. good. It's happy to see individuals in the community that are pouring back and naturally just yeah. are feeling good about it. Yeah. You're a month in. A how month do you in. how do you envision a year from now? I wish. So a year from now, I would just I would love to have a full time uh program for the kids 
all year long. I'd love to have an after school program so then they can go on to youth club. But you know, we have two people that work in our office, really. I mean, there's me as the full-time executive director, and then I have a kick tail, kick great tail assistant, Latoya Jordan, and then we have our, uh, we have a facilities manager that's part-time. So literally it's two people in the whole building. Two part-timers and a full-timer. Two part-timers and a full-timer, and then Cheryl Williams, who I've spoke before, she also cleans for us too. So she is there. Volunteer base? Uh, no, we pay her, that's great. But <laughs> she does food pantry, plus she is our... Our uh, our custodian in the in the building. I mean, when you hear the phrase, it takes a village. You're right. Boy, <laughs> ever. And that's that's the thing is, the, if more people know, hey, Jenny wins over at the East Bluff Community Center. I'll just pull them. Come help me make this better. Make this good. Now, our basketball program next thir- next is next Saturday the eighth, July eighth. Well, is going to team up with the Great American Cleanup. So instead of them playing basketball that day, those kids will go with those uh, that group. And clean up our community. We'll all be there. Take pride of where you live. Take pride of where we're going to do. And then the kids get to come back, and then we have a kids versus coaches game. So they love that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's smack talking and all sorts of good stuff. Well, that's amazing, though, because you're taking. You're building this foundation of trust. Absolutely. And then you're allowing them to grow into their own personalities while also seeing, hey, these are adults that really care about us. Exactly. So we should care also. Right. And my literally my dream goal is for those kids that are coming and helping at me and doing all that stuff, 16 years old, come to me and say, hey, we want to be a youth coordinator because we used this program and loved it. That's my goal is to have those kids go through that program, watch them grow, and then see where they're going to do with that. That would be amazing. That would be a that, great right? amazing because then they see what it takes. They, these guys were here the whole time with us. We want to give back. So when you're 16 years old and you can work or when we can get you a work permit, come on back. We'll, we'll let you help the youth in the community because you've already been through the program. You know how it works. <laughs> and you want to be you want to be in the community and in yeah. our building. I think that's the big that's the big. It's a huge goal. Hook, line, sinker right there where it's like, how much do you love your community? How much are you willing to give back? Exactly. But then a lot of people have that. Divide, we're like, but what's the community done for me? Right, exactly. But with the East Bluff Community Center, you're we're like, doing this is what we're doing right. for you. We just we're had our gonna... block party. It was a free block yeah. party to the whole community. How'd we that had, turn out? It was great. We had about 200 people, which was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, we had a bouncy house. We had face painting. All, most Everything mostly volunteer basis that came in. We had resource tables for people if they wanted to come in. There was a ton of resources around then. Every kid that walked through that door or that walked through our gate got a free hot dog, chip, and a drink. Every one of them. You know what's interesting about this? The reason why we're sat here is because someone reached out from your camp and said, hey, can we talk about mm-hmm. the uh, the cookout that's happening? Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about that is I woke up that morning like, you know what? I really should talk to the East Bluff Community Center. I, I had a list of about five different people I want oh, for I'm the sure next episode. Yeah. And I was like... Why have I not talked to East Bluff? And I just, it was in my mind. And then I saw the message from, I forgot who it was. It was, um. Was it Latoya? No, I think it was a guy, Tim. It may have been Tim. He is our uh, president, our Uh, board of directors president. Was it Tim? Let me find out right now. I got it right. Well, I want to see who's talking about it for sure. Hope it's good. Oh, it's always good. (laughs) It's always good. No, but, uh, I'll find it. I'll find it a bit. Johnson, 
Johnson Jordan Toya? Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my assistant. Ah, well, they reached out and made it happen. She's great. And it's just it's it's kind of interesting to see how things pop up and the wind kind of takes you with it. I agree totally. So what are some big things you have coming up at these Bluff Community Center? Um, next month, we have a, it's uh, July 12th. It's for all nonprofit organizations. I'm going to have kind of a nonprofit social. I want to get everyone in a room together. Now, of course, this is kind of uh, me being lazy because it's hard to take meetings with everybody. So if I can get everyone in all in one room, because a nonprofit is, I feel, is, all the same people, but it could be indifferent. You could be working for the American Heart Association, but then sometimes you were doing something else. Most nonprofit people stay nonprofit. They just hop, you know, they hop around into the jobs that are their mission. So I want to get everyone in one room so everyone can know who everyone is. There are so many opportunities in this community for partnerships and things like that. If these all of our nonprofits work together or or give ideas, there's money that everyone can can get from Pe- or can receive from Peoria if oh, we do it the yeah. right way. If you're organized, if you're united, organized. right, and united, it's an and easy way important. to give back. You know, yeah. you know, Marcellus is doing a great job in the South End. She yeah. is doing an amazing, amazing job. So that's what we want for the East Bluff. It's just going to take a little bit of time, but those kids need it too. And I feel six one six zero three is is not. 61605 gets a lot of money where they need it. I am too. But there is need in 61603 as well. He's asking for some more awareness. Yeah, awareness. That know, they know that we're here. Um, you know, we've, we're, we're, Mike, we are thinking about kicking off a program where uh, when our youth club comes in, we purchase all that food that they use. So if you, you know, if there might be a program in August that says, please sponsor one of our youth club kids for the year. Is East Bluff in District 150? It is. We're right down from Glen Oak. So we, we have all of that. Everybody's in there. So District 150, from the conversation I had with Peoria Grown, Demario Boone, uh-huh. is considered a food desert? Yes, definitely a food desert. Because there's no there's uh, grocery store, nothing in the community. The, the Kroger on Wisconsin was, was their main uh, grocery store, and that closed maybe, I would don't quote me, four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. There's nothing but a dollar like a Dollar Tree or a Dollar General. And so it is a food desert. And so there is nowhere to get anything in the bluff, if you think about it. So then when you have those functioning poor families that that don't have a car, that that need assistance. Assistance, we can help those out. Or at least your kid has a full meal every time you leave that building. That is so important that we feed those kids there and then send them with home something because you don't know, maybe a sister's at home, maybe somebody's at home that needs something. And it's different all the time. Sometimes it's a fruit cup. Sometimes we try to make it real healthy for them to take home and things like that. But, you know, we, when we run out of our grant money, what do we do? Hmm. Yeah. I do like this vision. I feel like there's something big here. I think if so. you need help, let me know. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm, uh, you, you're well, on I, my card. I feel sure. like I've I've talked to a lot of individuals from District 150, and all of them are saying the same exact thing. Exactly. And I feel like you have all these community leaders, these activists, community members that are all saying, this is what we need. And everybody's saying they want to work together. Yeah, but, it, but what's... Right. 
What's and, the dividends? And with me being new, I understand it's going to take some time for me to get in and get my meetings. That's why I just want that nonprofit social just so people can come, have a couple drinks. It's a meet and greet. It's a meet and greet. That's all it is. I'm going to get up, say a little something like I always do because they can't keep me from not talking. <laughs> and I just I want to meet more people in the community that are, are, are in the business for the same reason I'm in it. Helping people, making things better for the community that you live in and grow up in. Yeah. And the thing about the East Bluff, and that's something way in the past, in the future, but we have a lot of renters in our area. And I feel like if you find people in Peoria that want to buy something, I think you take a little bit better care of your home when it's yours instead of a renter. So oh, yeah. I feel like... We have a lot of renters, so it's hard for us to get into the community because they're there three or four months and then they leave or you know what I mean. So people that are established in that community, I want them to come out more. We have a huge Hispanic community that comes out. It's amazing. So we've got... Oh, all... direct me. I got to meet my people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly. Well, they're all every. We have a huge and a bunch of great kids that come to the center. And, you know, it's just the thing is my... Nothing makes my heart sing more is when somebody comes up to me and says, hey, Miss Jen, how are you? They know me as East Bluff Community Center. That's dope. And I love that. And like the other day, Thursday, before our Bach party, I spent the entire day not in the office doing emails. I cleaned our parking lot. Oh, so you're no BS. You're about it. Because a lot point. of directors wouldn't get their hands no, dirty and at I'm, some and, I'm, and I was out there all day, and I, had, I got a real nice tan. But <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, if I'm going to have a party at my house, I want it to look good. So why am I out there? Top so my down. whole stuff understands that I'm I'm just one of the team, and that's how we work. Because if we don't work as a team, it's not going to You may have got the title, but you get your hands dirty. Amen. Huh. It's important. And so, it's important for the community to know that I'm there all the time doing, just not sitting behind a desk making decisions. I'm out trying to make the community a better place. It's not just a job. It's a way of life. It's a way of life. It's a way of giving, it's my a way new, of being a community. Right. It's my new baby is what it is. My kids are almost grown. My kids are 19 and 16, and they don't need me anymore. So and this I is your passion. Yeah. I needed something, and I didn't want to sit, love my husband, but I didn't want to sit around and look at him all the time. <laughs> yeah, he's already married. Yeah, he's, he's good. Fine. You know. Exactly. He's really self-sufficient, so it's great. But so, <laughs> I mean, look, I... Look, most guys are kind of self-sufficient, kind of, but not really. Well, Let us get sick, and that's the end of the I, world. Oh, <laughs> don't even get me started. Oh, I know. I'm like, baby, take care of me. <laughs> so, but I, I have two questions before we end. Okay. One is business, and then one's personal. Um, business for anyone that wants to get involved with East Bluff Community Center or volunteer or donate or if you got a grant wink 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 and want to give 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 we're just saying yeah yeah just saying (laughs) if anybody would like to get in contact with you how can they get a hold of you yeah they can call the office at any time and just they want to talk to me perfect and uh, Latoya is our my assistant and she is amazing and so they just need to they can either email me at east uh, ebcc at eastbluffcommunitycenter.org or you can call the office and the office number is 309-839-0718 let me say that again 309-839-0718 and they uh, will no, be able to take no, nope 81 <laughs> Dyslex- it is really small. I got Dy- you. I got you. I got you. Dyslexia got you. is here too. So I swear to God, I'm dyslexic. So I don't. No, know. I got you. I got you. Here we go. Okay. The number is 309 
839-0781. Sorry, my dirty glasses don't work. You're good. <laughs> I, I saw you. I'm like, am I letting... No, this is my new friend. I can't let her struggle. I got exactly. this. I get paid to do this for a living. Thank I got you. It. <laughs> but another 10 years, I might be the one struggling. I might, there has to be someone out of Bradley come do my job. <laughs> I'm like, thank you very much, young Amen. man. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So I was telling you before the mic cut on that this podcast is loosely based off the human library. It's where each individual has a word, a phrase, a gold nugget to the story of this is who they want to be remembered as. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the Mario, who wants to be the the superhero for the masses. I love you know, it. You have Peoria Grown. They want to educate healthy eating options, but meeting you where you are and not trying to get you to expend XYZ exactly. is learning how to change cultural, traditional meals to be healthy. Um, the Five Ventures. Just spreading humanity. So each episode, there's a gold nugget from. Mm-hmm. So the East Bluff Community Center, Jenny Wynn, what's your gold nugget? Vibrancy. Ooh, that was good. I like that. Why vibrancy? It's just what's going on in this community. I feel like I'm a very out there person, but I want our place to be vibrant. That is what our whole goal is. Our, our, our Even when you walk in, everything is is branded. It's, it's you know, it's blue red and yellow it's and that and our and our logo from uh john seckler at samanel he made our logo from the front of the building so it's really i mean it's shameless it's, plug i exactly, like it exactly <laughs> but it's all great and and the, and the, you know what and that symbol i want everyone to know if you see it oh east bluff community center hmm. so it's very cool but but we are going to be a vibrant place i feel it in my bones it's just going to take a little bit of time but we want to be the vibrant place in the east bluff community and help all seniors regular i mean if anybody needs to come in for something but kids is my goal i want those kids to be safe a safe place to be where their parents know where they are if they if they're working or if they're doing something some of those kids just go home you know but if you know that you're at the east bluff community center maybe you can get a couple more hours work done before their youth club starts so I'm just trying. I just want that. Pl- I want people everywhere to know where it is. Drive by it. Check it out. It's a hundred year old building. We got a hundred year old problems, but we're going to fight through it every single day. And it'll be standing in 20 years. I hope. Kind of like the community. Amen. With that said, it's been another episode of the KZ Community Beats. I'm your host, Ross Martinez in the hot seat this week. The executive director, the brand new executive director of the East Bluff Community Center, Jenny Wynn. Thank you so much. Uh, we got more happening with the East Bluff Community Center coming out, huh? Absolutely. Anytime you want me on, I'll come back. All right. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, go back, listen to all the other episodes, or you're not invited to my community center. Mwahaha. <laughs> <laughs>